1: On this episode of TFL Talking Trucks, we're talking about the future of the
2: mid-size pickup. It is a growing field, baby. A lot of trucks are coming, and we have some rumors. Heck yeah. So... Dude, before we begin,
1: let's roll our intro. Congratulations, you have now tuned into TFL Talk, where we discuss everything automotive, whether it's cars or trucks. This is the one place where you can be sure to get independent and honest reviews. Let's get back to the show right now. All right, dude, so I've been getting inundated with messages about upcoming trucks, and this is awesome. Uh, Mainly, I want to start with Ford Ranger, because there is so many
2: you know, rumors and information and actually prototypes running around in the wild. There's a lot of stuff going on with Ford, so they're kind of dominant on this list, but that's just because there's so much stuff going on.
1: Yeah, well, should we start right there?
2: Yeah, let's start with the Ranger. Okay. Alright, so uh, one of the rumors about the Ford Ranger, uh, that there will be an upcoming, possibly PHEV version or a hybrid version in the near future, PHEV plug-in hybrid. This is a really interesting, well, everybody knows that F-150 hybrid is here. Right, Right. I wonder why they all know that, (laughs) André.
1: Well, I'm partly to blame Mm -hmm. because I purchased one actually, F-150 hybrid truck that you can actually listen to our previous podcast and we kind of went deep on that. Right. But no matter. So we do know that Ford has this technology, right, just the hybrid I'm talking about. Right. Right. So it would make sense because it's a modular type thing because they have the 10-speed automatic that's also shared to a large extent with the Ranger and actually have the electric motor that slides inside of the transmission and it's a hybrid electric modular setup and it's a rear-wheel drive setup, obviously. Exactly. So it could make sense that they would combine a 2.3-liter straight-four turbo in the Ranger and somehow hybridize it, but also put it in an all-new chassis that we see running around out there
2: which is possible. Now we did get some information from our friends over at inside EVs that did post something about some possible PHEV news with that 2.3 liter engine. They're talking about a possibility of 362 horsepower and 502 pound feet of torque, which sounds extraordinary for a mid-sized truck. But if you think about it, Ford does have a habit of overpowering their pick- pickup trucks. Now, why would this matter? I mean, would this actually happen if, Just if Ford finally decided that we deserve to get a Ford Ranger Raptor Yes, in the United States Right, in the United States Then having a more powerful powertrain for that variant makes sense Because that's what Ford was doing with their Raptor At one point in time the Raptor was the most powerful of all the F-150 pickups Yes And we're assuming that possibly in the near future it will be again Or it may be again I should say So it's possible that the ranger raptor that may come to the united states may have this powertrain once again we don't know for sure but what we do know is that they are running around with a lot of test mules and they are testing a variety of different things
1: yes so you're listening to us if you're listening to us uh thank you Mm -hmm. you can also actually watch us on tfl talk Mm -hmm. a youtube channel and if you're watching us Uh, You can kind of see some of these images, uh, especially behind me. Uh, We have this on tfltruck.com. This is one of the test uh, vehicles that was uh, actually captured in Michigan recently. And this is very interesting. And we have kind of deep dive videos about this as well. Right, we do. (laughs) But um, as part of it, the new Ranger will be sharing its, its chassis
2: with the Bronco, right? Right. So they're both built, by the way, uh, Blaze the dog. You may just, have seen that on camera. The dog just came in here, said hi, and then left. All right, <laughs> he, shall we continue? He wants to be on the podcast. I don't blame him. <laughs> um, you know, they're going to be probably likely,
1: once again, this is not fourth official speaker right now, Yeah. but they're going to be sharing a chassis with a, with a Bronco because they're built at the same facility mm-hmm. um, in, in, um, in Michigan. And it kind of makes sense, and it also makes sense that they would have same kind of off-road, you know, gear and capability and right, tires right. and share a lot of that knowledge together. Which also could mean that the new Ranger, either Raptor or even a standard Ranger, could have coil springs in the back. Yeah, we've been hearing a
2: lot about coil springs. Actually, and there are other rumors about other vehicles that might have them as well. Now, there are a couple things to keep in mind. One of the reasons why many fans believe that we won't get the Ford Ranger Raptor is because it might eat into the sales of the F-150 Ranger, sorry, F-150 Raptor, and that, that kind of makes sense, but the other thing is that Ford is beginning to realize, we believe, that the Ranger has a lot more value considering the sales numbers are increasing noticeably, and on top of that, There's demand, there's real demand for mid-sized trucks right now and mid-sized trucks are a little bit easier to make efficient And let's face it, whether we like it or not You're going to have to have more efficient trucks in the near future, so That makes sense. Now, Andre, there is another possible small truck from Ford coming out No way Yep And we don't know for sure if it's going to be called the Maverick, but that is currently the um, yeah, we do have some photos on TFL truck, right?
1: Yeah, well, the strongest uh, evidence of this mm. is that there is actually video and images of a tailgate that has stamped out Maverick, right. with the name. Right, right. So, but... That's why we're calling it the Maverick. Yeah, but I'm a little surprised that Ford hasn't, like, officially dropped any hints or kind of clues about this. But we have seen prototypes. We have seen a lot uh, of prototypes. Yeah. on Yeah.
2: And they did announce that they would be building a pickup to slot beneath the Ranger they just weren't very specific from there now our guess is that maybe because of COVID and everything else everything's been backed up and Ford has had a lot of delays you know with chips and all this other stuff that's going on and once again COVID so it's possible that that's why we're not hearing about it so what about this truck and what about the future in terms of powertrain with this vehicle well and it may not be a truck I know a lot of you guys are like well that's a crossover with a pickup truck bed you might be right in fact we believe that it's possible that it's based on the same platform that is shared between the bronco sport and also the escape if that's the case andre Mm -hmm. that means it's a front wheel drive bias vehicle which also means that it could run with the other types of running gear that are currently used in the escape which means possible hybrid possible PHEV. so this truck could have a variety of different sorry this pickup ...could have a variety of crossover pickups. Yeah, crossover yeah. pickup. I just say pickup. That, that, that makes it easier. That's fine. So, yeah, there you go. Um, so that's a possibility as well. So we are hearing that Ford is looking at this and Ford has already said in Europe, they're going completely electric in a few years and sounds like they're considering that over here as well. So keep that in mind that electrification for their new products, including this Maverick that we think it's going to be called, um, is very likely. But it's not.
1: I don't want to focus just on the electrification. Right, right. right. I mean, uh, I think there's plenty to get excited about. Be, just, just new vehicles coming in general. Right. Because, because, well, we understand that hybrid is cool because Ford showed with the F one hundred and fifty that it's not right. only efficient, but it can also be very powerful and very fast, um, and also be a generator, right? Mm-hmm. Inverter generator system. So. I'm sure they'll have many engine options at first and then maybe pare it down, right? That's or possible. Wh- you know, whatever they may do. Right. So, so and that, like you said, so the Escape is built alongside Bronco Sport mm-hmm. at the Mexican facility. Right. And we, well, out there on the internet, uh, there were some images inside that factory mm-hmm. um, of uh, something that looked like a pickup truck.
2: Right, we didn't, by the way, we Take did not publish those. We didn't publish those or anything else. Just so you guys know. <laughs> All right. Um, should we move on though to General Motors? You got anything else for Ford? Uh, well, I just wanted to. We're run not pol- going in alphabetical order, if you notice. No, no. We're we're kind uh, of. Here joking. we go. Here's a, a really good shot. If you can see this, if you're watching uh, TFL Talk on YouTube, you're going to see this, which is pretty obvious that it is a pickup truck with some sort of uh, cap on the back, and it's an interesting setup because you can tell if you look at the rear suspension. That that is an independent rear suspension, mm-hmm. so it's already the first telltale sign that this is not your average, you know, uh, Ford Ranger, and its size is kind of interesting. So it has a pretty good sized quad cab and a relatively short bed. I'm going to guesstimate that that's around five feet and change. Um, and here's the good news for everybody out there: this could be the value leader for Ford. If they follow policy that, you know, they're trying to bring in younger people, people who may not be able to afford a $40,000 midsize truck, this might be the way to go. Especially if you don't need to haul too much, just minor things and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Same route as sort of the upcoming Hyundai Santa Cruz and the current Honda Ridgeline, although we will cover those in just a little bit. Yeah, so,
1: but bottom line, I think, is 2023 is going to be probably the model year for the next Ranger, mm-hmm. right? That's what we're talking about. We don't quite know the model year for the Maverick, right? if it's coming at all, or whatever Ford may, may do. Yeah,
2: who knows? Maybe Ford's putting this out there just to mess with us.
1: Yeah, so we're still like a year and a half away. So yeah. let's move on. Something else that's a year and a half away, um, they're very strong information to support this, although GM hasn't come out and said it, mm-hmm. but the next generation of the Colorado and the GMC Canyon are coming for 2023, we think.
2: Yeah, now these vehicles are rumored to simplify certain things, including the powertrain, mainly the powertrain. That may be the 2.7 liter turbo, which is currently used in the full size Chevrolet Silverado. May find its way to the Chevrolet, to the Colorado, and of course this, the Canyon. Now um, that means that they might axe the V six, the current four cylinder engine that's there now, and the diesel, and just have one powertrain. The good news is this is a hell of a good powertrain.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what we're learning from several sources, not right. just one source. Yeah, a lot of lot of people
2: um, have been dialing in with this one.
1: Yeah, and I think you know it's time for the Colorado and the Canyon to get a full redesign. They've had, they came out, you and Roman went to the initial launch. Yeah, here's the room. Yeah, this was like 2015 model Mm -hmm. year. So it's been a few years already. So they've refreshed it, right? Right. They've updated it slightly. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really time for them to knock it out of the ballpark again.
2: So hopefully, if they decide to do this, I'm hoping they'll add the 10-speed automatic transmission to it, which would make sense because then it would be on par with what Ford is doing with their Ranger which comes standard with their 2.3 liter turbo and their 10-speed automatic transmission. So it would be, you know, there would be button heads. The other thing I'm really hoping is that this powertrain works with the ZR2 package which is by far one of the best off-road pickup trucks out there.
1: Yeah, so, and you're exactly right, I mean there's information there that the V6 is going away, Mm -hmm. that the uh, the 2.7 uh, or the, uh, I think it's the 2.5, the normally naturally aspirated yeah, uh, four banger for the work truck, uh-huh. may also go away. Yeah, that's, uh, that's
2: with the room and, and the diesel, of course. Yeah, and of course
1: the 6-speed and the 8-speed automatics that are there now, and even the diesel. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how I feel about the diesel going away, I'm a little yeah. bit sad. But this 2.7 turbocharged straight 4, we've driven it many times in the Silverado, it's an excellent engine.
2: Do you recall offhand what the output was on that 2.7? It's yes, in yeah. the Silverado,
1: it's 310 horsepower, mm-hmm. which by the way, matches some
2: other trucks like the Like the side. Nissan's but, new V6, that's in the new Nissan Frontier. Yeah, and
1: monstrous torque, 347 pound-feet of torque.
2: So in other words, if they put this engine into the Chevrolet uh, Colorado, uh, and also the GMC, it would suddenly be either at or above Uh, its class level, so either best in class or nearly best in class with pretty much everything. We already know it's an efficient powertrain, and putting it in a light pickup truck, it would make that thing pretty much a rocket.
1: Yeah, so that's all good news. Yes. Um, and also, you know, probably updating the chassis, the interior, the exterior. Uh, the interior desperately s- needs it. Yeah, it the that. interior uh, needs it. And also the tech. Yes. You know, they need to nail the tech in a big way.
2: They, and, and they have the ability to do so. Now I know a lot of you guys out there have heard a lot of stuff about, you know, electrification with uh, GM products. We're not talking about the full size trucks right now. And currently we have no information, any information on their midsize trucks and what they're going to do with them in the late future. But At least for right now, this 2.7 liter rumor makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, so like you said, we don't have any hybrid news to share right now. Uh, Although, you know, General Motors has been also known to play around with hydrogen. Yes, you know, fuel cells is a big thing for them. So, but I think that's still several years. Yeah, I, I many, don't many really years.
2: think we're going to have a hydrogen midsize pickup truck that people can afford right off the bat. Maybe um, the
1: military has one, but that's
2: a we, totally different story. And we, we actually don't. have some really good video on that. Is that on the truck? Yeah, we have some With videos Roman driving ZH2. Two yeah,
1: not the ZR2, but the ZH2.
2: Yeah, which is um, pretty cool stuff, actually. We're, I wish I could drive one. Yeah. So should we move on to Hyundai and Honda, or do you want to go to Toyota and Nissan? You know, let's 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 do the H's. Okay. <laughs> Which one? All right. Well, Hon- Honda's Honda is really easy. Honda right. Ridgeline. Only one rumor that's out there right now. Now, recently, Honda did a major refresh with their Ridgeline. So they have a couple different versions of it, including the uh, sort of kind of off-roady version. Which has like cool wheels. Yeah, like the Honda Performance, they call it. Right, yeah. So there's that one. Um, and that just recently came out, even though you probably never heard of it because they won't advertise it for some strange reason. Uh, and it's had a, a refresh with styling as well. So the rumor is that they're considering a Type R version of the Honda Ridgeline. No way. Yeah, I, that's what I said. <laughs> no way. So I'm like, nah. But anyway, the rumor is out there. Enough for those of you truck guys who don't pay attention to car stuff, type r basically is the super hot version of a honda product right now there is a honda civic type r super super fast so the rumor is that they do this and then possibly suspension maybe a little engine tweak make it faster handle better that's the rumor that's all there is Uh, there's nothing else right now with the ridgeline because once again it was very recently refreshed
1: yeah well you know what um i don't know if the type r has the right connotation for me in trucks. I, I love the Civic Type R. Uh-huh. You know, it's a great oh, it, pr- platform. Oh, that's an outstanding car. Yeah, great platform, great name, great heritage, right? right. Um, all of that stuff. But I, I kind of, if they've chosen this HPD, which is kind of Honda Performance Division yeah. um, name um, for the range line, I think they should probably stay with that name, but make it, you know, if they want to improve the affordability or, hybridize it or do something else uh, make it more macho that's what i'm hoping i I, but, I would
2: agree a nice lift and better tires would be like a really good start maybe but right Hawkeye. now they're just happy
1: to sell this one
2: yeah <laughs> um, yeah <And> the <laughs> thing is is that honda i know a lot of, i've seen other reports where people are like oh honda doesn't sell many of this you know what one thing about the ridgeline is that they've been very steady with their sales have been rock solid so they're not selling a ton of them but they're not losing their shirts on them either. So they're managing to make a profit, sell these trucks, and they haven't actually dipped that much.
1: Right? Yeah, and they're also simplifying a little bit. Right. So we talked about simplification, mm-hmm. right, with some of these. Um, they got rid of their front-wheel drive, two-wheel drive platform, I mean, model. Yeah. And all Ridge Lines for 2021
2: are all-wheel drive. I mean, which is, Proper. I well, mean, they okay. just they, they did not sell many of the front wheel yeah, drive models. But
1: unfortunately, the price went up because the front wheel drive model is no longer available. So right, the and that price was their went value a value leader. Yeah. Right. So now it's 37665 which is a lot of change for a mid size truck already to start. But you have to remember four doors, crew, yep. and all wheel drive. So you're yeah, getting all two. of that.
2: And a pretty damn decent interior, I got to say. It's one of the most comfortable vehicles in its class, and we can leave it at that, I think. Yeah. Should we move on to yes. the Hyundai Santa Cruz? Now we know this is coming, it's been announced, it is coming. <laughs> so we, we're gonna dispense with what we you know, have been told yes. and then talk about possible future powertrains uh, real quickly. Just gonna quickly go over these. Now bear in mind that the Santa Cruz shares a lot of components with the Tucson and the Santa Fe. As such, there's a new Santa Fe coming out that's going to have two different powertrains. One's a PHEV that puts out 260 horsepower. And the other one is a regular hybrid that puts out 226 horsepower. Both of these powertrains would be fairly competitive with, you know, small or mid-sized crossovers, but not so much mid-sized pickup trucks. However, it could be a leader when it comes to gas mileage. So that's the possibility there. Now we do have some pictures of it towing, which looks like it's towing a fairly good load. And by the way, that butt's not sagging too much, which is saying something.
1: For they, an independent rear suspension. Yeah, they probably set up this trailer and properly. Yeah, I hope they use Gen Y hitches. By the way, <laughs>
2: I'm well, sorry. No, no, good plug. <laughs> I, 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 okay, no, no, <laughs> that was so, awesome, Andre. So, dude,
1: uh, I I was thinking about this, the, the Santa Cruz. Yeah. Uh, that we've been waiting for this for at least six years. Six years. And yeah, it's a little uh, bit upsetting. 2015
2: I, Detroit Auto Show yeah. is when they uh, debuted it, and we were actually one of the one of the outfits to cover it.
1: Yeah, so it's been a while and, you know, finally we see the prototypes. So we can actually put our finger on this and actually understand what's coming. And the styling is pretty unique and kind of wild if you look at this prototype.
2: Yeah, now if you look at the front of that, by the way, and if you look at the front of the Tucson, they're very similar in terms of styling, design, language. So that's one of the reasons why we think that it's going to have a lot in common with the Tucson. But as I said before, the more robust system out there in terms of uh, powertrain, is the santa fe which is a larger vehicle and it makes sense that you would have that power this so you could tow better i guess
1: yeah and here's another look at this if you're watching this of course uh it's basically once again kind of a unibody subframe yeah uh, situation and we don't know a lot about it because we don't have an official press release about no it, so.
2: we don't but there are some interesting things you should pay attention to first of all uh once again i mentioned that the lack of sag which is really good i i like that because That means that payload might not be too bad Mm -hmm. And the second thing is that this vehicle, if you look at its approach and departure angles It looks pretty good One thing I can't, I mean, I I know Honda has to get better mileage So they have to have like a thing in the front And so actually everybody has to do that at some point in time unless they have a special off-road version But the fact that they're not putting that on this vehicle, there's a very small little lip in the front That's actually an encouraging sign for me at least
1: and very short bed. I mean, I, we can see that... I, what, five feet, you think? I, I would say it's a little bit less because it kind of seems to me that the rear end on this thing, at least the prototype, it's a little bit shorter mm-hmm. than like a ridge line would be. Right. So I'm thinking, but you know what they showed in the concept? is like an expandable it, bed. Oh, that was the
2: coolest thing. But I don't know if that's going to be part so, of it. So what he's mentioning is an expandable bed. Basically, what it had was a secondary uh, bed inside and you were able to slide it out and add an additional I think 18 inches to the length of the bed and it was it would slide it was very simple and you know it's a hell of a good idea and everything slid too by the way the taillights, the entire bed the tailgate all of that slid out so if they were able to incorporate that design into this that means it could go from a four and a half foot bed to perhaps a six and a half foot bed which would be freaking awesome but I don't know if it's practical in terms of uh, uh, construction, so we'll find out in the future. Should we move on to Nissan and Toyota?
1: Let's do it. Let's hit Nissan first.
2: Okay, so Nissan does not have a lot of news because you guys already heard it. They have a brand new Frontier, which, by the way, I absolutely love the design of the Frontier. I know some of you guys think that from the profile looks too much like a Toyota, like from the back door. But honestly, I don't think so. And you know, when you really look at it, it actually does have a little bit of Ford F 150 in the uh, driver and front passenger door of that little, you know, thing on the windshield. But um, in terms of its front end design, in terms of its overall design, in terms of its look, and that is the FX4 platform. Sorry, not FX4, uh, 4 What's it called? Pro4X. Pro4X. Yeah. <laughs> I said FX4 first. You're <laughs> thinking of Ford. There's too many Fords and Xs and things like that going on. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, the point is, is that that's what that is right there. and. The other news is there's a Pro X version coming out, right? Which is like a pre-runner two-wheel drive. Model. Exactly. So yeah. it's going to look like that, but it's only two-wheel drive, and it would probably be you know far more uh, affordable. The thing is, is that there's nothing else coming out in terms of information about other this truck. powertrains. You mean? Right. Yeah. But real quick, overseas Nissan has worked with Don Fang, which is a large Chinese automaker, and on their older platform they do have an electric truck that's running around China for 19 grand has a 68 kilowatt hour battery, has a 250 mile range, can hold about a thousand pounds in the bed, and it's a quad cap. So the point about that is if Nissan can find, you know, a good recipe for bringing that type of powertrain over here, you never know what the future would bring. But once again, this is based on old tech and it's also overseas. So just keep that in mind.
1: Well, I want to spend a little bit more time on the
2: Frontier. Yeah, let's talk about the Frontier, what's yeah, going on. Th- 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 we're talking about the 2022 model
1: that's coming out this summer. So this summer, right? We're, we're still like, what, three, four months away-ish, maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe for it actually uh, reaching the dealerships. And
2: we'll, and we'll have a lot more details about that, obviously, And we'll time. test it and drive it. Oh, hell so, yeah.
1: So yeah, expect that uh, on TFL truck, TFL off-road. We'll be all over this truck because this is very significant. This is the They, they haven't redesigned it in 17 years. So this is the new model. Uh, really cool stuff Uh, and they're also simplifying so there's a common theme, right? One powertrain. One powertrain, like you mentioned, a 3.8 liter V6, uh, 310 horsepower like we mentioned Um, and uh, 9-speed automatic is the only thing you can get.
2: So it shares some components with the Titan the Titan also has a 9-speed automatic.
1: Yeah and actually I like the styling, I think the styling... It looks great, I think. Yeah, even though, yes it may resemble other things, I don't care, Uh, I think At some point, each truck borrows from each other a little bit. There's only
2: so many things you can do before they start looking like other things. And I get it, but at least I think that Nissan, the way they designed this truck is exactly how they should have designed the Titan from the get-go, from the, the new generation Titan. But that's fine, because I prefer small trucks anyway, and I think that this thing looks like the business. It looks great.
1: Yeah, and the fact that, you know, we don't know the pricing quite yet, so we don't know a few things, uh, what's happening with the new Frontier.
2: I'm hoping Nissan will keep it reasonable and try to undercut the competition, which would be smart, because that will help boost their sales right off the bat.
1: Yeah, and then also the interior is brand new. We have all the images on TFL I think it's very
2: simple, but also I'm fine with simple. In fact, I, I hate overwrought. This looks decent to me. The only thing I'm not too thrilled about is the red trim, personally speaking. I don't know, i just not a big fan. But the rest of the interior looks pretty good, especially compared to what it's replacing. I actually uh, kind of like the color. You know, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, some of these
1: inserts are kind of large. But I like a little bit extra color, especially like the stitching and the kind of the seats. Because it's kind of boring looking at black on black no, 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 on I black. Agree with you. Well, this is gray so. on gray. And
2: it would be really cool <laughs> if you could actually switch out the colors so it didn't have to be red. Right. Can you imagine that?
1: Like yellow Neon or green, something maybe. else. Yeah, yeah, something that's
2: really, you know, annoying. Um, but the overall design looks really good. I actually kind of like the seat design, too. That whole little... Nissan angry looking front end is cool. And the thing about it is, if this interior is the same size or larger than the one it replaces in terms of overall size and comfort, it will be for me, a large person, a more comfortable place than the Toyota Tacoma, which as much as I love the Tacoma, has never been the most comfortable truck for me.
1: Yeah, and, and also, um, they kept kind of the width of this truck mm-hmm. and the overall length um, close to what it is yeah, now, it's but, pretty much about the same. but they just stretched it a bit. Right. So they didn't go wider or taller necessarily, mm-hmm. but the length is increasing and I hope it's in the rear seat. I hope it's in the interior. Yeah, uh, the rear. Kind of the one is.
2: thing about the rear seat on the old one was that it was bolt upright. Yeah, very true. And it really, even for my kids, they weren't that comfortable when I would bring one home. So hopefully this one's a little bit more comfortable in the back. But personally, I don't really care because I'm about to kick one of my kids out of the house and send them off to college. So who cares? No, I'm kidding. Um, so
1: before we get to Toyota, actually, yeah. um, can we talk a little bit about uh, FCA or Stellantis? Yes, uh,
2: absolutely. Now, this is, the, this is a huge rumor, and then there's another huge rumor to go against the huge rumor. Where do you want to start? Let's start on the, the positive and then go to the negative. Okay, what's positive? Positive is, a while ago, uh, Stellantis, before they were Stellantis, they were still FCA. FCA actually um, went to the patent office and got the Dakota name back, so they, they have it again. Now, bear in mind, Dakota could simply be something they're protecting, so nobody else can use it. And simply by gaining that at the patent office, then they prevent everybody else from using the name Dakota. Get it? The other thing <laughs> is that they could be bringing back a midsize truck. Um, before the former head of FCA passed away, he said that they were interested in building a midsize truck. And then after he passed away, they still said that they were interested in building a midsize truck, something that could go alongside the current, the only mid sized truck FCA builds, which is the Jeep Gladiator. So here are some of the rumors about that in the positive. Okay. One is that might be a test mule. And uh, for those of you who are not able to see this, what I'm pointing at is a screen image from over a year ago. Whatever. Yeah.
1: So dude, uh, this prototype has been out there for a long time. And uh, what it is, is looks like a Ram 1500. Right. But it's lower and shorter. Yep. And uh, from everything we know, it may or may not be the next compact truck from Ram or FCA or Stellantis, because it was also said that this was also a Grand Wagoneer SUV
2: prototype. Right. If you look at the back bars, for those of you who can see it, there's these large tubular bars that are running into the uh, cockpit if... of the truck. There you go. Yeah. Here's another one. Uh, Pay no attention to the handsome men below, but uh, the point is, is that that could be a reinforcement that will like, roughly be the equivalent of what the, a frame would be on a, what you know. Yeah. So the point is, is that that could very well be just a test bed, a test mule, and has nothing to do with the fact that it looks like a pickup truck. We get that. But the other part, uh, possibility is that it actually is a mid-sized pickup truck and a little thing that they're screwing around with, and eventually we'll be building one. So here's the possibilities on that. One rumor is that they're going to build it on the current platform being used by the Jeep Gladiator because it's already there, why not share it? If that's the case, that means that this vehicle could inherit the upcoming 4xE version of the Gladiator that is a plug-in hybrid but super torquey powertrain Mm -hmm. which also means ridiculously expensive, so hopefully they'd find a way to reduce the price. The other possibility is that right now now that psa that's peugeot has come together with fca and then there's stellantis is that they could bring over one of their platforms and they do have pickup trucks that peugeot builds they are chinese-built platforms but you know who knows um that's another possibility and the third possibility is what you're seeing here on the screen if you can't see that that is is that the strata the fiat strata
1: well this one i'm showing and i found this from several years ago actually yeah um it's a fiat toro toro that's it. so the toro is kind of a small uh crossover type pickup yep very similar to what we discussed with the santa cruz and some others redline um yeah so so this was actually captured uh, about four years ago testing uh, around the united states and it's a small pickup truck that could potentially be a ram
2: in well, theory. It, it, it is a RAM.
1: In like in Mexico. other markets, yes, in right, Mexico right. and other markets. Yeah. Right, I think,
2: uh, yeah. So the point is, is that they might bring it here if they're testing it here. If they're testing a vehicle in the United States, it doesn't mean that's concrete evidence that they're actually going to build the vehicle for in the United States. There are other countries that do test here in the United States. We found out the hard way. So uh, that, that it could be either way on that. So those are the positive rumors that there's three or four different possibilities for an upcoming mid-size truck built by Stellantis slash Ram. So the return of the Ram Dakota. Then there's the negative rumor that recently popped out. Ironically, that rumor was produced by the GM Authority.
1: There's a site, GMAuthority.com, mm-hmm. um, and they do have you know, access to some inside information, obviously. Right. Uh, and their headline says that the Dakota is canceled. Yep. So, So. a bunch of guys
2: who are GM fans are saying the Dakota's canceled. Hmm. I I know. But it's possible. They could, and they, you know, we all have our inside sources, and they may have an inside source who's simply like, look, guys, I found this out. Here it is. And if their information is correct, that means that it's going to kill the return of the Dakota, which means that the only midsize pickup truck available from Stellantis slash FCA would be the Jeep Gladiator so let's unpack it just a little bit more right yeah. so the
1: gladiator so far is relatively successful um, yeah it's it has, doing pretty well yeah it's not i mean selling in volume i enough. think they thought it
2: would do a little bit better
1: yeah but it's a specialty truck that's kind of high priced right right so it's, it's a very specific truck it's very capable off-road mm-hmm. um, and as such it can be accessorized and All as right. we know uh the manufacturer pricing could be north of 60 grand for you a can't turn. if you
2: go for the diesel and all the yeah. other stuff. Rubicon or Mojave. All right, that right, stuff. right. And on top of that, they uh, have confirmed that they're trying to electrify their fleet. So that means that the four xe version of the Gladiator could be a couple of years off, but is most likely coming. Which makes sense because you know you want to sh- you already have a platform that works with the Jeep Wrangler. You mm-hmm. might as well put it into the Gladiator, which is similar. Uh, which would make it a very efficient vehicle, although an extremely expensive one. So the question is you know would you go to another version i know a lot of you guys out there want a two door version of the gladiator i sincerely doubt it's going to happen anytime soon
1: yeah we're seeing a trend away from that right, right. Uh, most of these manufacturers actually canceled their two door yeah there's regular very few. trucks yeah
2: yeah so uh, i can't think of a single automaker no. that builds in the united states a two or three passenger Mid-sized mid-sized truck, truck, full-size trucks, full-size trucks, yes, yes. but but not not mid-sized trucks. Wow! Yeah, we're
1: seeing this trend, right? Right. Uh, But we also saw the trend of that manual transmission went away. Yeah. Mid-sized trucks uh, only the Gladiator currently, um, and the Tacoma, and then
2: the Nissan is you know went away from manuals. That's right. right. So only two trucks that are being offered in the United States currently have manual transmission. So there is
1: there is some information or there is some evidence that. You know fc aristolantis could do really well with another truck or also if they made it a little bit like a compact truck a little right. bit under like this like a toro would be like a fiat uh, platform or some other platform like Put this its base price
2: ten thousand dollars less than the uh, gladiator so you can bring people into the market exactly. with a very basic truck exactly i agree i agree I, it would make sense whether or not they're able to do it Oh, that's questionable. And, and bear in mind, there's also a lot of other powertrains that are going to be coming out through the Stellantis group because Peugeot has a whole bunch of powertrains that we don't have here. And some of them are actually quite good. So that's some good news. So the negative is it's possible they're killing it, according to some reports. And it's court, according to other reports, there may be a whole slew of different options and possibilities available for the Durango if or Durango Dakota if they decide to come out with it. Or maybe they're just uh, going to surprise all of us and call it something else. <laughs> you never <Right>. know. <laughs> okay. The baguette. Here it comes. <laughs> Who knows? Um, no, but, but we'll see. I, I, I'm excited because I do like mid midsize trucks. I'm hoping that they do build something uh, through this group. Should we move on to Toyota? Because I know that Tacoma is the most popular truck in its class, the best-selling truck in its class, and for a good reason. It's just a damn good truck, but it's also now the oldest truck out there. In, in its class.
1: Yeah, so um, once again, we, we saw this new generation come out. We went to Tacoma, Washington.
2: Yeah, Andre uh, and I did do that. Uh, to drive the new Tacoma. that was one of the first trips you and I took together to a press event. That was quite fun. Yeah, yeah. and it uh, worked out quite well.
1: <clears throat> and so yeah, so they redesigned it, obviously. Now the 3.5 liter V6 is their top engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have a lot of stuff cooking. Oh, right, yeah, so cooking. so they're redesigning
2: their trucks, period,
1: mm. and they have a new kind of modular platform, right? Uh, right, it's
2: it either going now, the, the, here. it depends on who, which site you go to, it either could be called the TNGA F platform or the F1 platform, both of which basically mean truck platform, which is a shared platform that supposedly is going to cover almost every truck that Toyota builds for the North American market. Yeah, and
1: that includes their SUVs, or right, large right. SUVs. Also. Right, well
2: actually the, the 4Runner, the Sequoia, um, who knows. We Land could, Cruiser is a different story. We, we won't talk about the Land Cruiser. <laughs> um, it's terrible, so mad about that. Uh, but also that includes the Tundra and of course the Tacoma. So what does that mean in terms of platform sharing? That means that this platform it will be modular, so it can be, you know, increased and decreased in size and capability. But it also means that some parts will be shared between these trucks, which makes sense, right?
1: Yeah, so uh, we know that um, the Tundra is next on a docket yes. to be redesigned. So so the Tacoma may come right
2: after that. So That's what we're expecting, yeah. at least.
1: So if the Tundra, let's say, comes out this year, at the end of this year, which is it's supposed to still, yeah. we don't know exactly. Um, the Tacoma may be a year and a half away. The next Tacoma I mean or two years away or something like that.
2: So the reason we're mentioning the Tundra is because rumor has it and it's a big popular rumor is that they're coming out with a twin turbocharged v6 version, a twin turbocharged v6 with a hybrid version, 10-speed automatic transmission, a lot of component sharing throughout so there might be a couple options out there um, and supposedly they're going to try to basically beat Ford.
1: Yeah or at least you know, target for that's as the leader in that right. space. But since we talked about the platform sharing, right? Right. That some of that powertrain and some of that capability could slide down, right? Right. Into the Tacoma.
2: So our friends at a, a million different, <laughs> there are so many Toyota Tacoma sites out there. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. So here's one of the rumors. Um, right now, Toyota, they like to share parts, as you guys know. So they do have. A hybrid 3.5 liter V6 that's actually quite powerful and it puts out 354 horsepower it's currently being used in the LS hybrid they have a more powerful turbocharged version of it as well but if you think about that powertrain and how it's packaged because it goes to a vehicle that is rear-drive bias theoretically that could work in something like a pickup truck so the rumor is that that powertrain, a detuned version, will find its way over to the Tacoma, which means that it'll get over 30 miles per gallon, possibly, uh, possibly a 10-speed automatic or even, I know this is cringy, their new combine package, which is a CVT mixed with a four-speed automatic transmission, that is being used in the LS. I sincerely doubt that's going to happen, but
1: I would the 10-speed sounds
2: a lot more uh, possible.
1: I would bet in the 10-speed. Yeah, well, I would yeah. too.
2: And then the other uh, thing is uh, coil springs all the way around, um, and everything is upped from there in terms of capability, so it can match. And I'm pretty sure they're aiming for the Ford Ranger, because Ford Ranger right now is one of the best in class for a gas truck in its class.
1: Yeah, and normally, uh, Tacoma truck, I'm sorry, Toyota truck life cycles are usually, they're longer than some other. Super long. So normally they could be eight to 10 years. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, we may not see the next Tacoma redesign I mean, serious new generation of Tacoma for several years in the future. It's but possible. I'm, but I'm hoping, because there's additional pressure, right? Right. Because everybody else is coming out with a new truck. Mm-hmm. That hopefully that Tac- Tacoma and Toyota will actually see that and actually address it somehow. I have two things
2: here. One is that... Competition forces everybody, all the boats to float at a higher level, right? Which is a good thing. Competition is the best thing for you guys, the consumer, and for us, journalists, because everybody loves, you know, a big fight. But here's the other thing, uh, and this is something that's very telling. Andre came across an article a while ago about uh, how Toyota's changing a few things with their um, San Antonio plant, is that it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. the other part, they're restructuring their manufacturing mm-hmm. facilities. Which is
2: a big part of this.
1: Because, it is it actually yeah.
2: we'll, 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 we'll come, go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so the story is that uh the Tacoma and the Tundra currently are made together in the San Antonio plant. Plus Plus other plants, but I was actually fortunate enough to visit San Antonio plant and I saw it with my own eyes. Right. Even though they didn't allow me to bring a camera. Which Because sucks. it was, you know, quite sensitive information. Yeah. But it was pretty cool. But they've also been making or build, producing the Tacoma at the Baja facility in Mexico. Right. So the story is is that they're shifting the production of Tacoma more and more towards Baja. Mm-hmm. and building up capacity so they can produce many, many hundreds of thousands of trucks. Right. Um, and then the San Antonio plant won't be left alone. Uh, no. You'll get the next Tundra and also the Sequoia.
2: Right, which should be built on the new TNGAF platform or F1 or whatever they're going to call yeah. it, platform, this new platform. Which makes sense because they'll be able to, you know, take the older platform of the Tacoma keep it going for a while while the new platform is being produced and used at the San Antonio plant with two trucks. That makes complete sense. So, that means that we can see, at least in the immediate future, the Toyota Tacoma pretty much going as is, for quite a while. possibly for, a while. for the next few years.
1: Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see what Toyota does. They just recently announced a lift kit, factory-authorized lift kit. Yeah, yeah, that
2: looked really good. Yeah,
1: so I'm sure they're not sitting you know, doing nothing. No, uh, but didn't somebody there. else
2: have a factory lift kit for their midsize truck too, just I recently? I can't
1: imagine who mm, for did. Ford. Yeah.
2: Now, it's interesting because usually Toyota doesn't chase, right? Usually they're the, the innovators when it comes to the midsize truck. But I've noticed that over the past five years, often Toyota is doing things that kind of counter whatever somebody else has produced as opposed to them making the first step.
1: Well, they've been the big dog, right, for right. decades. Yeah, they, they really and, have. And but but they had this methodical, long life cycle thinking, mm-hmm. right. So maybe they're trying to change some of their thinking, right, some of their philosophy, and actually react to what's happening in the world, which is good. They which may have something. no
2: choice but to react, especially with new emission standards that are coming out. And this is one of the things. Once again, we know we didn't want to be heavy on electrification and the, and you know hybrids and all that, but the reality is that it's happening. So. It's possible that Toyota may have to step up even earlier to change the Tacoma to make it, you know, something that can still be compliant. We don't know for sure what they have in mind, but as I said, we know that the plants are going to change a little bit. We know that at least for right now, the Tacoma is going to be built in Mexico when they make this change. Mm -hmm. And that means probably using their old platform for a little while longer. At least until after they introduced the new Tundra, right? Doesn't that make sense?
1: Yeah, that kind of does. And if you're wondering about, um, obviously, we we always like to, you know, USA made, right? Everything yeah, USA, USA. USA. Yeah, I, I love that because especially local, like mm. Colorado made, because we're based in Colorado. Yeah, exactly. That's very important to me personally as well. But I was talking to uh, Ford, you know, top dog engineers. Like one of them, of course, is Mike Swears, who is mm-hmm. the chief engineer. And, uh, you said I, Ford. I'm sorry, Toyota. Yeah, that's a guy. Okay. Did to I correct say you before Ford you, again? Yeah, you did. Okay, I talked to the uh, Mike Swears, the chief engineer at Toyota, and he said, you know, he specifically across the world, no matter which country you're in, they have the same methodologies for their production, you know, facilities and same quality controls and all that stuff. So I, I think that's good, uh, but but I wish they would build more trucks here,
2: kind of. Well, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll enlarge the plant that's in San Antonio so they can actually build more. The good news for Toyota is that they're still number one. Even if, even though brand new trucks are coming out, there's very little chance of anybody catching Toyota, at least for the next couple of years.
1: It's amazing. I mean, they—they last year they sold, I think two hundred like thirty thousand Tacomas. I mean, almost now, th- a quarter million.
2: In the COVID year, in
1: 2020? Yes. yes. That's incredible. So, I mean, they're still selling, almost any truck, every Tacoma they can build. So, so that's pretty remarkable still.
2: It is. And so, I mean, you know, if it ain't broke, why fix it? And that's kind of been Toyota's thing there as well. So we will be seeing the Tundra most likely before the new Tundra, before we see the new Tacoma. That makes sense. And then most likely the next Tacoma when it does come, if ever, (laughs) will have a, a unique powertrain or something special. We think that's a pretty logical guess too.
1: Yeah, so there you have it. I mean, the next, what, year and a half will be huge for mid trucks. Oh, yeah. The new Ranger, like we said, uh, mm-hmm. the new GM uh, mid-sized trucks. Maybe a
2: Maverick from Ford, who knows?
1: Yeah, this year it's the Frontier. Yeah. Um, who knows? You know, maybe some other upstart manufacturers will add more trucks in the space.
2: Right, and we didn't want to yeah. add those other electric vehicle trucks, blah, blah, blah. Well, we because know, we don't right? have prototypes. We, we don't, don't have anything have any. that we can right. even remotely, yeah.
1: So so there you have it, dude. Uh, I mean, midsize segment is hot.
2: It is hot, and it could quite possibly be getting hotter. Yes. By the way, a uh, few things I want to leave you guys with. Rumors about a Bronco pickup truck. Mm. Huge rumors about that. Tons of rumors. So what we want you guys to do is please comment below. Let us know what you think about not only these rumors, but anything that you may have heard or want with the upcoming new batch of midsize trucks.
1: Yeah. and. Uh, well, I don't know about the Bronco pickups. I mean, the large Never. Bronco pickup. Never. But if that's coming, it just seems like there's too much going on there at Ford. Well, but, Ford but did you say tell me. Truck company now.
2: You tell me. Uh, yeah, they want to build trucks. Yep. Uh, there we have it. There you go, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And uh, remember, you can find us on all different podcasts, and come back every week to TFL Talk. We have a lot of stuff going on on our channel as well.
1: And, of course, this will also be on our website, safeholdshock.com.
2: That's right. We'll see you next time. Thanks.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card